Welcome, welcome. We're the Screen Geeks. I'm Sean. And I'm Christian. Today, we're going to do a deep dive on the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye, episodes one and two that dropped this past Wednesday. We'll do scene by scene analysis, and we'll talk about some theories that we have and talk about Easter eggs that we spotted in two episodes. So stay tuned. Here we go. All right. So Hawkeye, episode one. We open New York 2012. So instantly when I saw this, I, I assumed we're going back into Avengers 1 and we're going to see something that has to do with the Battle of New York. So we see Kate's parents arguing about selling their penthouse. This is a young Kate Bishop. She's probably like, what would you say, eight or nine years old here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even think she was 10 yet. <laughs> yeah. No. So... It is the Battle of New York. The Chitari have just invaded. We see one of the Chitari coming right for Kate when all of a sudden an arrow comes in and blows up the Chitari. It's Hawkeye. And we get a variation of the Avengers theme. It's very big and cinematic. We get to see that iconic scene of Hawkeye jumping off the building and shooting the arrow back up, but from a different angle, which was kind of cool. What did you think of that? You know, it was funny about that when it came. I I had the same thought of okay, well now we're seeing 2012. Like we're in New York. We uh, you know we know what's going to happen. But right. seeing that different perspective was was awesome to me. Like I was already excited. Like just in those opening minutes because you're right. That was like one of the most iconic Hawkeye scenes at that time yeah. too. And I mean, and at that time, I mean, Hawkeye hadn't made a ton of appearances. Like you didn't you didn't get to see, uh, you know, a whole lot of his skills. And, right. uh, you know, and so that was like the first big, like, to me, you know, like yeah. just that most iconic Hawkeye scene. And just to see it from, I mean, it, when you're watching the Avengers, you're so in, you know, you're so into that scene right then and there, but yeah. it's crazy to see now all these years later, like, oh well, yeah, I mean, you got to think about other people's perspective, you know, and right. what, you know, they saw, and I just, I, I, I thought they did that well. Yeah. It's kind of interesting thinking about like that first Avengers, the battle of New York, it's almost kind of like our nine 11, you know, everybody kind of has their nine 11 story. Like where were they? What was their experience? How did they find out about it? And I feel like when it comes to the like MCU, this is that moment for them. Obviously later they've got more of them with, Thanos and the snap and all that but when it comes to 2012 everybody kind of knew like where they were when the battle of New York happened yeah and I mean to even build on that that like you said it it, there was a lot more going on with Thanos as far as with the snap and but that I mean that was an instant kind of death if you you if you will and it 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 was different than what that whole event was because that was an event like and at that point, too, the general public hadn't really been exposed to something like massive like that, you right. know, w- 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 with aliens coming down. Right. Everybody's and, learning about there's aliens, there's superheroes, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, that kind of event like that was just so big for them at the time. You're right. I mean, everyone knows where they were down from people that were running down the street or, you know, and, and when you watch the Avengers again, you, you get so caught up in it, you, you know necessarily think about at the time all the other people that 
are in that universe, you know, that are watching. So, you know, I, 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 I definitely thought that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. So pretty much Kate's house gets destroyed. It seems like, you know, their penthouse, um, Kate and her mom, Eleanor escape, but supposedly her dad dies. Do we think he's really dead? We didn't see a body. I do not think he's dead. Of course he's not dead. Come uh, on. No, no, I, and that's the thing about it because we'll talk more later about things with Eleanor and everything, but yeah, I, 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 it was way too just ambiguous. I mean, it, it was like, you know, she's going, she's looking for them and I'm, and I'm thinking like, where are they? Like their little girl is right or you know you know like and and then you know she walks into what was his office i think right is that what yeah. that's what it was i think so and yeah you, yeah and that it's supposed to be saying yeah he was in there he got killed and then all of a sudden her mom comes out of nowhere you know and is like let's go and i'm like no yeah. like i mean to me if it was if it was more showing the development of kate and showing where she's come from that she would have seen her her dad dead or we would have at least seen it whatever seen him right. explode but it was too no i i, yeah. I don't buy it for no. a second yeah so i mean you're right we'll, we'll talk more about eleanor later but definitely i mean we're, we're two episodes into a six episode series but we're i'm pretty certain we're going to see kate's dad again so anyway mm-hmm. at, at the funeral young kate you know she's upset obviously she thinks her dad is dead but she tells her mom that she needs a bow and arrow presumably to follow in Hawkeye's footsteps because she saw Hawkeye. This is the day her dad died. Hawkeye saved her. It's almost kind of like, I feel like Hawkeye became her surrogate father figure that day, even though she's never met him. Oh yeah. So then we get the opening credits and the credits are completely Kate Bishop centered. So we we don't even see anything having to do with Clint. So it's all Kate. It's pretty much a montage of her training, which I thought was actually pretty clever. You know, we get to see her learning martial arts, her learning fencing, her learning the archery, and Eleanor's right by her side the whole time, but without us having to see some cheesy, like, 80s movie montage scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just yeah. get it in the animated <laughs> credits, which was cool. So I actually wanted to touch on this part. I... I, I was online the other day and I was reading some comments. Some people were criticizing the fact that, you know, really? Kate, well, Kate being now where she is and having these skills. And I, and I was thinking the exact same thing you're thinking. I'm like, we saw this, this really cool animated opening yeah. scene and it showed like, we, I mean, wh- like, what were you expecting for them to like do a whole series of like showing Kate from a kid? Right. We we have six episodes, you know, Yeah, like, like they don't have the time to do that. Like, and it almost kind of reminded me of, um, except for this one was animated, the opening scene in uh, Black Widow. Again, like we don't see. Which was great. That that opening, that's my favorite part of that movie, because that kind of tells us everything we need to know about, you know, um, Black Widow's like backstory. Yeah. And in the same argument from these these idiots that I was reading online, yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm like, well, we don't see like Black Widow from from year to year, tra- like the way they did that little opening scene, like just really showed like what all those kids would go through the train. I mean, everything. And then 
you're right with with Kate. I mean, I thought it was really cool the way they used the animation, um, and it, you know, and and yeah, it shows her winning all these all these competitions and everything. And I, yeah. I just thought they did that really well. And I, I don't I don't know what else they could have done. Yeah, like, no, you know, I thought it was fine. And and then they even, I feel like they went out of their way throughout the episode to show her trophies, show her medals, you know, to show like, hey, this girl's not just some, you know, regular girl that's all of a sudden going to be fighting all these dudes. Like she has training, you know, she's been doing this most of her life, you know? Yeah, for, I mean, at that point, it's probably, I mean, but it's over 10 years. Right. So... It, you know, I mean, how many people do that amount of training in their life? You know? like, exactly. I, I know. I thought they did that well. I mean, yeah. I, I don't you, you can't take the time to like show her whole life. So. Yeah, no, it worked for me, too. So. All right. So we meet adult Kate, which is Haley Steinfeld, which I feel like she was just perfectly cast in this role. She has just the right amount of snark. And, you know, she she plays the role perfect. So I love that casting. Um, we see her breaking into a building, um, talking to a friend on her cell phone. She's trying to win some sort of a bet using her archery skills. So she tries to ring this bell atop of a old clock bell tower type thing at the school. She ends up destroying the structure. Security catches her in the act and she's kind of effed. So uh, yeah. what did you think of like our introduction to adult Kate and her, her, her archery skills? I loved it because it, I mean, again, we, we get to see how she's trained her whole life and then seeing the way first, I mean, her first shot, she hits the bell. Right. And, but it, I mean, the bell, I mean, I don't know how much one of those things weigh, you know I mean? If it just didn't, yeah. it, you know, it didn't do much, but then the second shot when, you know, it shows her like, you know, I'm like, is she going to hit the bell again or what? But like the way she shot it and comes down to wrap that rope and stuff. I mean, he immediately yeah. shows it shows her skill and right. it also shows that you know she's extremely skilled she just needs more guidance as far as like kind of a little bit of life less you know right. and like exactly thinking, thinking further about what the her consequences or the consequences right. of her actions might be yeah. like you no, know in, and in like, the end we find out you know she's 22 she's got a lot to learn so yeah but it but it really still it, it showed that you know i mean her, her obvious skills and that she's not afraid you know, to, to go on these kind of missions. So I'll right. say, I mean, I know it's a kid thing at that point, but still like, yeah. you know, geez. we also get to see her, you know, picking a lock. So that's a skill that's obviously going to come in handy for her later. Yeah. All right. So back in New York, it's Christmas time. We already knew from the trailer that this whole show was going to be kind of Christmas themed, all a die hard or lethal weapon, um, which I think is cool. You know, it's a perfect time of year to drop that and Mm-hmm. Christmas time in New York always looks really pretty. So I think it's a cool setting for this show that we're getting. Um, we see Clint with his kids. They're seeing Rogers the musical, uh, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge musical fan. So kind of seeing the events of, you know, that 2012 battle in New York, but with everybody singing and dancing I thought was hilarious especially he points out that Ant-Man was not even at that battle so why is he in the play yeah (laughs) well and it I think like going forward in our podcast it's funny because I think it we this will be one area that you and I will always disagree on because I 
I've never been a musical guy. Oh, I, I it, like, I mean, there are certain ones that I'm okay with, but it, it's, I, it's just never been one of my favorite things, especially when yeah. uh, it, I hate when even like shows that are just normal shows will do like one of their special musical right, episodes. Right. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. It, it's so cringe to me. And, and like, yeah, no, there are certain ones. I'm like, okay, it's fine. But like, seeing this i i was uh, like i thought the scene was awesome and i think it did what it needed to do like for hawkeye's feelings but i I, yeah i'm like oh my god this is well i think this is this is so cringe and i think i having to watch right just you know and i think he thought it was cringe too that's why he turns off his hearing aid which i also thought was pretty funny yeah he's not even listening to it you know and then and then you know he makes the comment later like i I don't need to watch like i was there right know? exactly <laughs> but like just so the lines like when they're talking about like hulk being incredible and yeah you know like it's just so funny like but yeah. i mean i did, i mean the production though was good i mean i have to admit yeah. like everything they did they did there and, and it did show like what hawkeye has to deal with because then you know it, normal everyday people to them this was a cool show to watch right. and you know it's really and everything but for him he's sitting there just like oh yeah it means it, so much know. more to him especially seeing natasha after knowing you know she sacrificed herself to save him or so he exactly. could go on you know so you know it's you know it little, hurts yeah and then seeing the little girl look at him and recognize him and she's got the red hair exactly and, you know and so it was just like a lot of emotion for him and mixed feelings and uh so no, I thought they did that well, even though I'm not a fan of musicals. Like yeah. I, but I think they, but they were also doing that scene for for Hawkeye. You know, like I mean, right. they're doing it to show, you know, like I mean, you know, look at we him. respect you. You're a hero. You know, yeah. Which so. I'll I'll get to this, you know, coming up. But there's a lot of there's a lot of parts in these first couple episodes where. Hawkeye is getting a lot of respect and I feel like Clint doesn't feel like he deserves it but we'll get to that so Clint excuses himself he goes to the bathroom written on the urinal is Thanos was right and at first I thought this was just like a you know a gag you know that that was a big hashtag you know when um, like a, the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame come out there's a lot of people had a hashtag like Thanos was right you know they thought him trying to balance the universe was the right move um so at first I thought it was just kind of a nod to that, but then I started thinking like, may, are they trying to tell us something else? You know, I, I don't think you've seen Eternals yet, but kind of a plot line in Eternals is about the celestial that's going to pretty much destroy the whole earth, but his destruction got pushed back a few years because of what Thanos did. So there's been a few things lately in the MCU kind of telling us maybe Thanos wasn't completely in the wrong. But it's probably just a gag. And it was pretty funny. I thought that, you know, he's standing there at the urinal and he sees that written on it. Yeah. And and you're right. It could just be a small gag or it could be. I mean, the fact that it was written on a urinal at that musical. Right. Too, like yeah. specifically, not just like he was at a restaurant and went, you know, like. It, right. It, Some, it somebody's was... making a statement by saying that there. Exactly. And so. uh Clint has some other guy that wants to get a selfie with him. Clint says it's not really the right time, but the guy's persistent. So this is kind of another thing where, you know, people look up to Clint. They think of him as a hero. They think of him as a superhero, even though, you know, he doesn't have any superpowers. But again, Clint's a little standoffish about it. So 
again we'll, yeah. we'll get back to that but the, at the same time it was like in that scene it, it kind of also shows how inappropriate people can be oh without like, a doubt in, in the moment like i mean to him he's thinking like you know i i'm holding my dick in my hand right now yeah. like can no, i right. you know like can i can i finish up maybe you outside the bathroom and you know because then the guy even like says how about now like when he's still in the bathroom right like so you know you know and i'm like i i understand he's a hero to all you guys but like give him a a, a, just like a little bit of privacy you know and like maybe wait for a more appropriate time not when he's standing at a urinal yeah (laughs) i think that's kind of a that's just our culture you know celebrity culture that's how people are and it's kind of it's kind of disgusting sometimes but then again you know i get it you know if you're meeting someone that you look up to you want to have some sort of a interaction with them but on their on their side of it they meet a thousand people a day you know they can't have an interaction with everybody yeah and you know it's one thing if you come up to them on the street or you know in that lobby not while they're peeing yeah like i mean that was just like the most inappropriate time you know and yeah you know so i yeah i thought that was kind of funny all right, so back to Kate. She goes to her mom's place where we meet her boyfriend, Jack. Um, Eleanor tells Kate that some big changes have happened this semester while she was away at school. They'll talk about it later. She's going to a charity auction. She tells Kate to put on her red dress and meet her there. Um, we flash back to Clint having dinner with his kids after the show. They call the mom. I thought it was kind of strange that the mom wasn't there in New York with them. I know she has a line where she says, oh, well, you know, the the point of this trip was for you to spend time with the kids. And obviously, Clint was the only one left behind and all the rest of them got snapped away for five years. But even still, if you want some quality time with your kids, like it seems like the mom would have went with them. And the fact that they have Linda Cardellini, she, you know, she, it's not like they asked her to be on the show and she said, no, like she's there, but they purposely chose her not to be there. I found that a little odd, but it didn't like hang me up or anything like that. No. And I, and I agree. It, it'd be one thing if she wasn't cast and he mentions like a table, like, you know, it sucks. Your mom couldn't come, but blah, 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 you know? Right. But, and you know, and then you would just be able to leave her out completely. But I it, yeah I mean it makes me wonder like I mean yeah did she just say like no I want you just to take the kids alone like yeah maybe focus on them and not have me that like I don't but I no I agree that it's like you would think it would have been more of a family trip but. yeah anyway so Clint wants to pay the bill but the restaurant owner tells them that the dinner is comped and this is kind of our third moment already in the first 15 minutes of this episode where Again, Clint's celebrity hero status has kind of made him look like positive somehow in the public eye. And again, he's kind of regrudgingly accepting it. And I think it's just he feels so much guilt about what he did in those five years when he became the Ronin that he knows he's killed so many people. And now the fact that people come up to him, they call him a hero, they think he's something that he doesn't believe he is. He has imposter syndrome big time. He just, he, he would just assume nobody think of him as a hero. He'd rather put all that guilt on himself, you know? Yeah. And it, you know, it's hard to see too, because you understand where he's coming from, but I think most people would agree that 
uh, you know, d- despite how dark he went during the Ronin times, I, I, I don't think anybody really batted it an eye at like what he did, like what, you know, he was right. taking down the, all these criminals and, and, you know, it's one of those, you know, vigilante things where it's like, yeah, you know, he was killing people and it was illegal, but like, right. Anyone miss what, you know, like, yeah, I don't, he was taken out. Right. And, I don't, and, I don't think anybody would argue that he was doing wrong. I think he puts it on himself because I think secretly yeah. he knows he enjoyed it. You know, he wanted to kill these people. He was so angry. He was so sad or whatever that that's the only way he could express himself. And the fact that he maybe enjoyed killing, even if he's killing bad guys, I think he feels big time guilt about it. Yeah, no. And it's, it's probably weighs on him more than, you know, in all of his other heroics, if you put it that way, like he was fighting someone that attacked earth you know and you know and he's in the spotlight and it's everybody's like rooting for him you know wants this done but when he was ronin i mean he was in the underground and he was pursuing them you know and and so yeah i can see where his guilt comes from feeling bad about it and yeah and then of course the heavy guilt of black widow will always weigh on him right forever so back at the charity auction Kate does not wear her, the red dress her mom wanted her to wear. Instead, she wears this very indistinct pantsuit where she blends in with the wait staff, which was pretty funny. Yeah. And she meets Armand Duquesne, the third of seven. Um, <laughs> he lets slip that Eleanor and Jack are getting married. So later, Kate sees Armand and Eleanor arguing. She kind of asks her mom like what's going on the mom kind of blows it off kate decides she's going to follow armand downstairs and there's a secret like black market auction going on down in the wine cellar jack and armand have a bidding war for the ronin sword and later we see that the ronin suit is also for auction and it's kind of um like a, a set so what did you think of this weird underground auction them having the ronin sword having a triceratops skull having the suit later we're going to find out that there's some sort of a watch they had we don't really know anything about that but so i the the funny thing about that is well i mean we in real life we haven't had it you know uh, an attack from aliens or anything right but you you know that highly rich people have these type of underground events oh, without like, a you, doubt. Without you a know doubt. now you know and you know if any kind of uh alien technology or anything like this the ronin stuff like came came in the in the black market that there would be these kind of bids and that's where it would go to the highest buyer and you know no normal person has uh, you know four hundred thousand or whatever it went that sword went for and you know available yeah. and so you know it, it kind of gave a glimpse into like no th- i mean this does happen in the high society like you know these types of things i mean and and these people love getting their hands on things that aren't like really legal or available you know and i mean it's a very it's a bragging thing for them and their friends and for you know just they feel good that they got this but so i i I thought it was interesting showing that and uh um the only thing i I maybe missed from previously or on this episode and maybe if anyone's listening, maybe they missed it. Um, where 
did they get the Ronin sword suit? Yeah, like, I, I don't know either. That's a good question because, you know, the last time we saw anything to do with Ronin was he was in Japan killing all those Yakuza motherfuckers. And then Nat comes and takes him back to, you know, the Avengers compound. So we never really see anything after that when it comes to uh, the suit or anything. The fact that they have this watch that's labeled Avengers compound or Avengers campus, I feel like Clint comes back with Natasha to Avengers campus and the suit and the sword must have been there. And at some point, somebody must have broken in or somehow stuff got stolen because they have the watch, they have the, you know, the suit, they have the sword. That's my best guess. No, I mean, and that's actually a really good guess. Cause I, I'm sitting there thinking like, well, you know, I know, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it more like him going after it, but I'm like, you know, it was an important thing. Like he wouldn't want that to get out. So I wouldn't, you know, it's not like he would have just taken it off before, the plane right. ride back home and put it sure. in garbage like right and so it, and i was trying to think i'm like you know was there something somewhere previously in one of the other movies or something like that i missed that, yeah i don't like, think that so. would have showed that he you know where that went i was just surprised to see it at first right yeah for sure um and so side note jack is actually a character from the comics so he's known as the swordsman. I don't really know a lot about Hawkeye comics for sure, but I did do a little bit of reading on it. And um, I guess in the comics, he is uh, sometimes ally of, ally of the Avengers, sometimes uh, foe for the Avengers. And he actually has to, a lot to do with Clint's training or something like that. But um, obviously, <laughs> you know, the storyline is going to be a little different here. I think he's still going to be, you know he's still involved somehow and since he has this fascination with swords like he you know he is the swordsman i think but um it looks like his story is going to revolve more around kate less about clint yeah i agree so there's an explosion a bunch of thugs burst in they're looking for the watch jack takes the sword he escapes kate puts on the ronin suit and pretty much just starts kicking ass um she saves who, all the people at the auction from the thugs. The thugs end up getting the watch, though. Like I said, it was labeled that it came from Avengers Campus. Kate saves a one-eyed dog from traffic, and it's a big news story that's all over. And Clint sees that someone's using his old suit, and instantly, I think, his stomach drops because why is somebody wearing his old suit? Yeah. No, I love the look on his face when, because at first, you know, he kind of hears, he's not really paying attention to the TV. Right, they just hear about <laughs> it. He hears about a ninja. And... Yeah, and then he look, and then like the look on his face, you know, and like, you know, immediately it's all these feelings of, it brings him back to those dark times. And also at the same time, it's like, holy shit, who is that? Right. And they have no idea what they just got themselves into, you exactly. know? Exactly. So Kate takes the dog back to her apartment. She feeds him pizza. Again, yeah. <laughs> this dog is a character from the comics. His name's Lucky, the pizza dog, I believe. Um, so it's kind of a running gag that he keeps eating pizza. My question is, is I thought Kate doesn't live in New York. I thought she was away at school. So why does she have pizza that's still edible in her fridge? But may maybe I missed something. I don't know. Or she's feeding that dog very old pizza. I would hope not. And my only thought was that it's just something we didn't see, but she had come back maybe one night 
maybe before i don't know but you're right because i'm like yeah i know she has this place but you would think it, it's just been empty this right whole and because we saw her like arrive at grand central station like showing back up in new york and she went straight to her mom's house so i don't yeah, know I that might even I get, that might it, even there might even be an overlook, you know. I mean, exactly. There, there's errors in production sometimes. They, they need to get in the, the lucky the pizza eating dog gag. So I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, she goes to investigate Armand because she wants to find out what was going on with this auction. Um, because her mom runs some big security for- firm, she's able to easily like hack in and find his address or you know later on she's gonna be able to track clint's cell phone so that's kind of a a nice plot device that they've given us is that uh because bishop security is like probably it seems like the big like tech security firm in all the country that she has access to all this stuff so yeah she goes to armand's place um she breaks into his house she sees that there are monogrammed butterscotch candies, which um, is kind of like a, you know, like a set, setting up, something's going to happen. You know, it's like, it's that old Hitchcock thing. Like if you show a gun in the first act, it has to come back in the third act. So there's, yeah, there's something sh- so, so specific. It's not right. just like Skittles, like a name, you know, it's right. like a, uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it, you're right. It's nobody's eating butterscotches <laughs> since 1985. So <laughs> except for him, right. with his well, name. he was old as F. So it's true. Yeah. So um, she ends up finding his dead body. So somebody, somebody killed him. Um, a maid is about to come in and Kate gets startled and she flees the scene just before the maid discovers the body. So outside, the Russian thugs are back and they they catch up to Kate. They, um, I guess they're trying to capture her, but she ends up fighting them off. But there's too many of them. They keep coming. She gets in her car or she gets in a car and they're punching their way in. They're about to capture her when we see kind of like a hooded figure uh, like kind of jump in and save the day kind of fights off all these people the hooded figure like grabs her takes her into some alley and we find out that it's clint and kate is immediately like intrigued she says you're hawkeye and clint just says who the hell are you and that's how the episode ends yeah <laughs> which i thought was cool you know clint clint's got to be kind of taken aback like this this ninja girl that has my suit is you know like a, a just a kid well and yeah he's expecting when he's about to like punch them he's expecting some like maybe guy in his 30s or you know like exactly not, not, not a younger girl like I mean, yeah. he just was not expecting that <laughs> so that's the end of the first episode so what what were your overall thoughts about that first episode i i, I thought they did a really good job of of just introducing and and again even with the opening montage I, I thought that was done well and i really really liked how they showed how hawkeye you know what what he's been through i mean he's not he's not an old rundown man like yeah like okay logan i love that movie i, sure. I logan is amazing and it, you know that did such a good job of showing more of what the life has done to him and where he's at, you know, and, and right. Hawkeye isn't at, at that level, but I mean, you can see now, like, you know, he's got his hearing aid from all those years of whatever. And, 
I mean, they kind of reference that later too. He's right. Like, in the I next episode, yeah. we get yeah. a, we get to see a little bit more about that. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, he's been through so many explosions. So you, you see, and you can even see it in his face. He's just he's just even aged probably right. more than most people would in the well, last. Yeah, years, I mean, he, you know, he's not four. He's not Captain America. You know, he is a exactly. man that's out there with these aliens, these gods, these you know superhuman people. And he's holding his own or as best as he can. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, it, it, it's like, well, Thor, he's always going to look like Thor, <laughs> you right. know, like at that time. But like, no, I mean, you can see what everything has done to him. You can just see it in his face. Sure. I mean, he has, he, he has post-traumatic he stress. You oh, know? yeah. He, you know, he was a, he was a, you know, a shield agent spy all those years. And then he goes through, you know, the battle in New York, the battle in Sokovia, everything with Thanos, everything with him and Nat, you know, it's like, this guy is, he's doing the best he can, but yeah, you can tell like he's, he's worn down, you know, I feel like he's living his life now for his kids and that's it. And, and I thought they did a good job showing that too, even like when they're at the dinner table and he's like, okay what does everyone want to do christmas like go and, you know and he's yeah. like i mean he's so ready to just be in the moment with his kids and enjoy this time and wants to give or experience as much time as he can with them and 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 i just think like seeing the development of him from from just the way he was and his face was even back to like thor when he's about to like shoot thor with an arrow you know like exactly when, when thor's gonna pull the hammer but uh you know to now like you can just see what this all these of experiences have done to him because yeah. i mean you can just see it in his face and i, I think they did a, a really good job on that yeah no for sure so i i really like this first episode too i think it hit just the right um you know like uh tempo when it comes to it was it was it was really funny but it wasn't a bunch of jokes you know it was very natural like the the humor came very natural and i think Haley steinfeld is a big part of that i think she she plays the role so perfect like i said she has the, just that right amount of like snark and innocence but you also believe that she has a you know like a hard shell and she she can kick ass when she needs to well, yeah, and it it shows how I mean her skills and and she wants to do what's right. She's it, I mean you can tell with her like it, it's all I mean she doesn't care about the money. Although the money has helped her, like it, it's almost like in a Batman sense. Like I mean Batman with all the money that he has, he was able to get all this technology and, right. and do all this train do all of this. And with her, it's like she got to travel all wherever doing all of her competitions and like i mean exactly the, mo the money provided her with the ability to do that but you can tell right. it's money does not control her in any way no like, not at all she's she's not like that i and, think it, i think it's i think it's her dream scenario to be an avenger you know she wants yeah. to help people and that's why she gets i think overly um you know like excited and jumps into all these messes you know she'll she'll jump in there to help you know the people at the the auction she will dive in front of a uh, traffic and try to save the one-eyed dog you know she'll, she'll put herself in all these situations because she wants to be a hero yeah and i mean it in that and that shows who she is because in that situation it was the first time at the auction that she'd ever been faced with like 
with something like that. Besides, I mean, the attack on New York, but she didn't have any. I mean, she was a kid, tiny little right. kid. No, right. but at that point, it really shows who she is because she could have just been like, "Well, yeah, I kick ass at all these martial arts and everything," but I'm leaving. <laughs> like, you know, she could she could have just ran away, exactly. like gotten away from the danger. But she turned she turned and faced it right away. Exactly. So we jump into episode two. They released two episodes. I I don't think they really needed to do two episodes. Um, they they did this with WandaVision where they gave us a couple right up front. And that kind of made more sense because the first few episodes of WandaVision, you don't really understand what's going on. But on this, I feel like that first episode clearly like set up your new character, brought back your existing character. And I thought they did a good job, but I'm not going to argue about having two episodes. It was kind of like a mini binge. Well, yeah, and you're right. It's like the way they 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 ended the first episode that could have easily been like, okay, got to wait a week because I mean, it was like the first meetup between Hawkeye and Kate and just the way they ended everything. It's yeah. I mean, it would be yeah. fine for them, but uh, you know, and, and I don't know, marketing wise, maybe this is just the way that they try to get more people to subscribe or jump, yeah. you know, like I'm sure dropping two episodes. I don't know, but, but you're right. And I mean, it could also be that there's something upcoming that, might somehow tie into what we're going to see in Spider-Man No Way Home. So maybe it worked out where they want a certain episode to air before the movie comes out or right after the movie comes out or something like that. So we don't know, but um, yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, we need to be at episode four or whatever before Spider-Man comes. Exactly. So I don't know. So episode two picks up right where episode one left off. So Clint says it's not safe out on the street, especially with that suit. So they go to Kate's apartment, um, which is over a pizza place. She says she inherited it. I'm not really sure from whom. I mean, we know her dad is supposedly dead, but I don't think he was keeping some side apartment or maybe he was. I don't really know. Anyway, she says she inherited it. That's why she has it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wasn't sure when she said that either. I'm like, yeah, uh, it would have made more sense almost if. If it had been like, yeah, my mom bought me this, but right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Clint wants the suit back. We learned that uh, Russian thugs are called the tracksuit mafia, which I thought was really funny. Kate says it's a little on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I also like she says, uh, "Do you think they? Do you think they're the ones who killed my mom's fiance's uncle?" And Clint's kind of like, "What? Like <laughs> your mom's <laughs> fiance's uncle?" I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, Andy, he was like, I, I, I like, he does, he's right. just like, does he know what to say? Almost and that, like, that's the kind of humor that they layered in that, like I said, it wasn't like written jokes. It was just like natural, like humor that I thought was really funny. It's just her personality and the way she is and, exactly. you know, in her curiosity and it, it, yeah, no, I thought that was right. Funny you too. know, she, she's the eccentric personality and uh, Clint is like the, you know, the deadpan. He's the everyman. He's the, uh, you know, the the stoic one you know so whenever there's like a buddy cop film you always have one of each you have the mel gibson to the danny glover you know yeah exactly so the tracksuits end up showing up at kate's house uh clint has a really cool move the tracksuits try to throw like a molotov cocktail up into the window clint catches it throws it back to them which i thought was pretty badass (laughs) i thought that was awesome i love that yeah and then uh they end up like getting some in there though and the whole place is burning down so clint can't really get to the suit he says to leave it he says they'll come back for it and they end up like fleeing the apartment 
And uh, what I liked about that scene too was it again kind of shows it was a there was one little shot that showed the combination of Kate's skill and also her rawness and her how awkward she could be when she shoots the fire hydrant. I right. mean, the, fi- the fire extinguisher. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, she thought it was shot. a good idea, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Great shot. You hit, you hit the extinguisher and in, in her mind, she's thinking it's going to hit, explode, put the fire out. And instead it becomes like a projectile. Right. Know? I think that's just, that's her inexperience, you know, that's, it, yeah. that's her not, her not knowing what she's doing. She has the skills. She just doesn't have the smarts yet. Yeah. She, it, it, it even goes back to with the bell tower. It's like, she knew she could do it and she did it in both instances like where right. she hit her target but the aftermath of both situations she didn't think through so exactly yeah so they end up picking up some supplies which i thought it was funny that you know for this old like kind of crippled old man his supplies are neosporin and band-aids and things like that you know and they they go to kate's kate's aunt's place Clint says he's going back for the suit. He tells her to stay there. Yeah, and even the supplies, I, I thought that was kind of funny too with like, she asked like, where are we go? Like she's thinking they're going right. to go to some high tech. They're going to go get some grenades like, or. <laughs> yeah, like high tech place, get these weapons and get like treated for their wounds like in some high tech chamber. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Like in her mind, she she has no, I mean, you know, no, nobody knows exactly the the secret of tech that the Avengers had, you know, like yeah. And so she's like, what wh- where could we be going? And yeah. And it's just exactly. like a local, local little store getting this yeah. <laughs> so. so Clint gets back to Kate's place. The fire department's on site. Clint borrows one of the suits. He goes in, but the the suit's gone. Um so he goes back to put the suit he notices a decal on the truck for New York City LARPers. So he goes back to Kate's house. He helps her clean her wound because she had done it wrong, which I thought was a really sweet scene. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen him interact with his daughter and the kind of relationship he has with her. And even though you can tell Kate has just been a huge thorn in his side, he's still a dad and she's still a kid. And, you know, he helps teach her the right way to do it, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, I mean, and it shows too that as much as he wants to settle down and and enjoy time with his family, he couldn't turn his back on the situation. Right. And then, yeah, seeing that, like he he still had to take care of her. He 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 wasn't just going to be like, yeah, because he's a no. good guy. Exactly. So um, Clinton's up searching the net, and he finds a larper named Grills who posted some sort of a TikTok or an Instagram video in the Ronin suit, which was pretty funny and kind of a, a commentary on, uh, you know, like internet and, and uh, TikTok culture nowadays. Oh yeah. Cause he immediately like posted himself in that. Exactly. Suit, like, you know, after like stealing it from a, a fire scene, like, I mean, yeah. I was like, I know you're a firefighter, but you're still not supposed to take anything from from the like the scene i don't know i just assume those shady firefighters do stuff like that (laughs) yeah they're just stealing shit all the time yeah but and something and also it's something that's so iconic like it's not like like, still something small that no one really noticed like right like i mean if you are a larper though that's like the holy grail like you know exactly he i mean he 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 must immediately back to the station where posted that and was like yeah. so excited about it exactly 
So the next day, Clint is sending his kids home. He promises his daughter he's going to be home for Christmas. Uh, you know, they make a big deal about it. This is kind of like, I feel like our, our ticking clock. I feel like as we get deeper into the episodes and we get closer to closer to Christmas, this is what our kind of deadline is, is we don't want Clint to miss Christmas with this family. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be there more than anything and they want him there more than anything, yeah, you know, and he right. doesn't want, and, and he made a promise. He doesn't want to let them down. Exactly. So um, we get a, a quick montage of why Clint is having hearing loss, which I thought was like we talked about, it was, it was perfect. That makes perfect sense. You know, this is a regular guy. He's been through explosions. He's been through, you know, crashing buildings, crashing, you know, planes, anything and everything. He went to a de- another planet. So it makes sense that his hearing's not tip top anymore. Well, yeah. And like going back to what you said about, you know, he's not, he's not Thor, you know, he can't right. take all these hits and explosions and still, be okay and i just love how they did that quick little montage it just shows yeah. so many things he went through and and i forget the line he says something like he can't specifically think of something or right you know, like, right exactly like, but it starts know, flashing like, through his head like could be this could be that <laughs> exactly so yeah i like that yeah i think this scene like with the two of them on the street in new york was probably my favorite of the two episodes the next part is a child on the street like shouts something about he sees a hero or something like that and i think clint thinks that they're talking about him but it's actually street performers and one of them's dressed as ant-man and kate points out that oh well you know the other one's you and clint says no that's katniss everdeen which was the best line to me i cracked up every time i watched it I love that. Like, cause I, as soon I knew it was Katniss right away. Like sure. I, I was like, I was like, Oh, there's Katniss. And I love that. She was like, Oh, there's you. And he's like, no, that's yeah. Katniss like I, no, I love that. That and was then funny. Kate has kind of a speech to him about how he has a branding issue, which I thought was really funny because considering, you know, Hawkeye has not been a very loved character in the MCU. And this is kind of their way of winking and commenting on the fact that they know that people don't like Hawkeye or they haven't liked him in the past. And it's because he has a branding issue, you know? Um, so I thought well, yeah, that was I mean, a cool, like, like nod to that. Cause you look at, you know, I mean, you look at heroes like Captain America. I mean, he's, he's larger than life. I mean, he's got his superpowers and he's got, I mean, he's got a suit and he's got his, you know, like his image and he's, very well spoken and out there you know and yeah you know and hawkeye is not any of that right so yeah so clinton's up dropping kate off at eleanor's work um they exchange phone numbers clint tells her you know don't pretty much don't call him have a nice life Um, yeah so kate goes upstairs there's kind of a cute scene with her and her mom and jack where they're deciding about having dinner tonight and jack mentions that he bought a book about being a stepfather, which I thought was pretty funny. Yes. Now he's an expert. Exactly. Was, yeah. <laughs> so Clint goes to the LARP. The organizers of the event tell him that he has to play, otherwise he can't get in. Um, we get a cool kind of slow-mo sequence of him fighting off all these role players with yes. you know his plastic rubber sword, which I thought was fantastic. You know, it's like this is yeah, something like, he's good at fighting but you know it's just so like, asinine that they're, they're doing it in this make-believe setting 
I know, because like even like when he first starts walking, then when it shifts and goes to slow-mo, almost for a second, it almost looks like some medieval battle at first. But then, I mean, it's all like right. costumes and it's like plastic sword and like he's just kind of hitting them. <laughs> right, like, like sh- you know, shot for shot, this would be an actual action scene in, you know, any of these movies. But the fact that it's all pretend and these guys are so into it, you know, they're making the huge gestures like after they've been stabbed and all this stuff, I thought it was hilarious yeah they, they totally play out everything yeah. And, yeah yeah i mean it seems fun i might try it out i don't know i, I was like i mean people get really into it you know and, oh yeah and it, it's just it, it's just funny like how dedicated they are yeah to that scene and 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 i'm not knocking it like i mean it's like that's awesome if that's what you're into but it's just like for him you know and he makes the comment i can't remember if it was right around the you know like i fought thanos like right. you know, like, exactly <laughs> you know it's like like but it's so it's just so funny for him to like go through this world like to see that not only is it you know something that people do but how like dedicated and into it that they are you know exactly. and he's just like what is this but yeah, yeah i love so it he ends up finding grills and he says he wants the suit back grill says that he can have the suit if clint lets him kill him and you know in front of everybody so they kind of stage this big battle and um grills kills clint and uh he's kind of the hero of the larp and he later he ends up giving the suit back to clint they have kind of a nice exchange and even though clint regrudgingly did this in the end he says he was glad that he tried it which i thought was kind of a, a cool thing so it seems like Maybe he was like getting back to, you know, enjoying himself a little bit and not just, uh, you know, kind of hating life. No, I, I agree because he, I mean, everything that he's been through, he hasn't been able to ever just like, for these people, they've never been anything, through anything like that. And this is like, it's their passion and they love it and they take it serious. And sure. you see that like, you know, when she's not going to let him in and stuff and, and for him he's like oh you know but then after he goes through it and he kind of sees their reactions and and how much they love it and it you know it's like it, i think he was like okay you know oh, right it wasn't i mean too bad. even tells him you know this this was the best day of his life so yeah and uh, what i love too is like how excited they all got and like they're cheering them and i'm like oh man grills is gonna get laid like yeah <laughs> you know like within this circle like he's oh yeah like everybody's you know, gonna be buying him drinks like, like this, yeah he's gonna have this story forever how he defeated <laughs> hawkeye exactly and so like it was for him that was worth more than anything like he was like yeah i'll give up the suit get, right like what like if i can take you down in front of all these guys like awesome yeah. So Clint ends up going to stash the suit. He's talking to his wife on the phone. She mentions it's five days till Christmas. So again, that's kind of our ticking clock. Um, And he says that he's going to go meet up with the track suits. I thought it was interesting that um, it it seems like every step of the way, anything Clint mentions, like, you know, what kind of trap he's going to set for him. The fact that he mentions the track suits, like, the wife knows everything. So obviously the two of these communicate, the two of these people communicate all the time. She understands the world he lives in. She's in the know, you know, so it's not just Clint being closed off and keeping his family out of everything. I mean, he keeps his kids out of it, but at least his wife like understands what's going on. 
well yeah and i mean you know they you know his kids ask like is, is this anything to do with the ninja and he's like no you know like right whatever like i just gotta take care of some stuff so you know he's like telling them he's got something important to take care of but he's not gonna tell his kids like right. everything they need to do but but you know it with how close he is with his wife and everything too like obviously like it, he can't lie either like she's right. gonna know if exactly he's like hiding something and so you know for her too it was probably something they talked about years ago like i you know like i i know what you do i understand and i support you but don't keep me out you right. know like i want you know so exactly. no i thought i thought that was interesting too so we go back to kate she's having dinner um with jack and her mom and she convinces Jack to do a little friendly fencing, which I thought was really funny. And it didn't take very much convincing. Like Jack was very much into it. So they kind of have a little was, was, was the line, why not? Exactly. Uh, See, right? you know, like, she's like, it's not a very convincing argument. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so. so they end up fighting and Kate accuses him of lying and hiding something, which, um, you know, in these first two episodes, they're definitely setting setting up that we're supposed to think jack is a bad guy and mm -hmm. even in the next scene he offers kate a butterscotch and it's the same monogram butterscotch that was at armand's place so kate definitely thinks he was involved with the death i think we're supposed to think that he's in on it but you know i have my suspicions that that's just a red herring yep i i don't i don't think he had anything to do with it yeah so meanwhile, Clint lets himself get captured by the tracksuits. Kate tries to call him. Some weird dude answers. So she ends up tracking Clint's phone. The tracksuits are trying to interrogate Clint to find out where Kate's whereabouts are. She very unstealthily crashes through the skylight. And <laughs> they, ha they have them both now. And uh, the episode ends where we meet kind of the boss of the tracksuits, which is a woman. She's deaf. We can tell because they're like doing sign language with her and she's kind of put her hand up against the speaker so she can feel like the vibrations. I feel like she's trying to like psych herself up. You know, it's like rock and roll music, but since she can't hear it, she has to feel it. Yeah, because it really shows how much bass is like yes. turned up there, you know, and it. so she, she obviously can't hear music, but she she feels it yeah and so um that's that's the end of the episode so um i know that she is a character that's named echo again a character from the comics and mm -hmm. she's actually getting her own series at some point on disney plus so she's definitely going to play a big role in this right now we don't really know what her motivations are if she's working for somebody else um we kept mentioning eleanor so I definitely think that she's going to be, if not our big bad of the series, that she's working for our big bad of the series. What do you think? I 100%. I don't, I, I don't trust her for one second. Right. All the way from the opening scene, I thought it was just like we were talking about, like, I don't think her dad was dead. And the way that it just all went down with the argument beforehand and then her just showing up, like, it's like, where were you? Like all of a sudden she's just there with, with Kate, you know, like, let's right. get out of here, you know? And uh, it's it, so like, I, even at that part, I was like, 
I was just kind of suspicious of her. And then, I mean, after her argument with Armand, it's like, she comes out, she's like, I don't even know what that was about, you know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, she's obviously a very intelligent person because, I mean, she runs this huge security firm and she's rich. I mean, she's not like a naive person and it's kind of what they are almost wanting you to think you know because she's like somehow blinded by how bad jack is but i don't think i mean we'll find out exactly what his role is but you know i i think she's the bad one you know and 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 we still don't know what the argument was about or you know why yeah. You know, he didn't, Armand didn't want him to, or them to get married. But then he also makes the comment, Armand says, uh, he says something like, I have powerful friends too. Right. And, and I don't think he was just talking about like rich people. They're all rich. You right. Know? And that's right. the circle. It's like they no. all have money. I think, you know, I think what he's referring to is the, you know, the big rumor has been that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to appear as Kingpin in this series. Yep which yep. would kind of tie the Netflix series into the MCU, which would be really cool. Um, and it just, it kind of makes sense. You know, it's New York, it's underground crime. You know, like if if there's underground crime going on in New York, Kingpin's involved. Well, yeah, because he he's involved in, you know, I haven't read all those comics, but he's involved in so many different comics. Right. And associated with so many characters. And... Uh, yeah, and there has been the rumor that he's going to be in this season. And also, you know, one thing I was thinking about, like someone had mentioned possibly, is that he's actually the one that bought Stark Tower. Yeah. And, you know, and that because, I mean, Clint kind of mentions like, oh, no, Tony sold Tony that sold years that. ago. Yeah, right. And, and you don't know who bought it and you don't know what the purposes were, but it would be perfect for Fisk because – he would love to be able to have that iconic building for one and for two it's like it, he, he's almost sitting up there like i can you know I, i'm running a criminal underground in what used to be the avengers tower right you know it's it, like it, it's kind of like a fuck you to them exactly and that's fisk loves that kind of shit you know and then also another theory and this kind of ties into the watch is that it, you know even even though tony sold the building that there's possibly still tech in there that yeah. you know either Tony thought was hidden or wouldn't be able to be accessed or you know is somehow it was built in. I mean, I don't know exactly, right. but they you know you know there's a rumor possibly maybe the watch is something that can either open a vault or control some kind of technology in there. We've seen in past Marvel movies like you know what his wearable right you know, oh yeah i mean tony, tony has straight up had watches and bracelets before they did things so if it's exactly. something that that he made some of his tech without a doubt it does something or the other thing is maybe it's something that they were holding on to because it holds some sort of power for whoever had it originally you know i we don't really know yet but i mean obviously that watch is coming back into play yeah and and uh actually i I only watched the episodes once and I think you said you watched them what twice? Yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh so I didn't go back and I actually meant to. 
I and I might have missed this. What happened to the watch after I know that there was the one bad guy in the truck and the dog comes along and yeah. Kate comes along? And I I think I missed in all that commotion where the watch went. Did yeah. Kate pick I, it up so or no, did the dog no. or so is they it still with them. They don't specifically show it. I we're definitely supposed to believe that the tracksuits got it. On my second viewing, I was kind of looking to see if maybe there was some way that Lucky had it still and that later on it was going to turn up with him. But I just, I don't think so. So I think the tracksuits just have it, but I could be wrong. Like it could be, it could be a twist where we find out somehow that dog still has the watch. Well, or maybe he swallowed it. And that's like, well, he's that, and that's, some, that's the only thing I was considering, you know, and he's eating all this pizza. So I'm sure he'll be shitting it out in no time exactly or he's gonna have a problem she's gonna take him to the vet somewhere and they're gonna be like, right. watch you know i but i was wondering about that it's like i yeah. didn't see exactly what happened to it no. and, and, and the fact that the tracksuits were trying to get to kate so much i mean i know she's wearing the ronin suit and obviously they had some sort of history with clint when he was the ronin but it you know if they already had what they came for would they really care that much i feel like they might have just you know went back to the boss and and given her the watch if that's all they they were really after so i feel like maybe that dog has that watch somehow yeah because you're right like it, i mean they say it right as they break in like you know we have 90 seconds or whatever it is like the most yeah. important thing is the watch like that all the other stuff was cool for them but they they wanted that watch so if they did have it and you know it controls something open something is super powerful they would have just brought it right back to the boss. And then an afterthought would have been the Ronin. Like, yeah, we'll get whoever's in yeah. the Ronin suit later. But, like, we got what we came for. It was like, right, right away, they're already going after her. So, you know, I it does make me think they don't have it. But we just don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, again, I didn't read the comics. But I know that there is... A relationship between echo and fisk yeah. so that's another reason to think that fisk is going to yeah be I mean, making I, an appearance I think, I think this is kind of like the worst best kept secret like we we know what's happening like d'onofrio was even tweeting out how excited he was for the hawkeye series to start and stuff so i don't think he'd be doing that if it was just another rando show like he he's showing up on it and that's going to be awesome you know, there's all these rumors that Charlie Cox is going to be back as Daredevil in Spider-Man. So the fact that they're finding a way to tie some of those Netflix shows into the MCU, I think is awesome. Oh, I, I, I was so disappointed when it got canceled. Those shows got canceled at Netflix because yeah. I loved watching those shows. and Especially it, Daredevil. Oh man, I, I thought they did an amazing job on that show. And it, you know, and Charlie Cox, I thought was casted. I mean, he, he was cast perfectly. I, right. think. A, a, you know, and, and Fisk, I mean, he, his character, I, I mean, he just does such a Vincent. I never know how to say his name. Was it Vincent Dia Fanaro? I go with D'Onofrio. I'm pretty D'Onofrio. sure. D'Onofrio. Okay. So I used to watch him back in the day on Law and Order. Um, right it, you know it, and i always really liked him and then i always liked him in movies but uh um, well, yeah he was he was thor in adventures in babysitting i don't know if you remember oh, movies oh from 1987 God. but yeah no i i i i didn't even remember that i mean i've seen that movie but it's been a long time and and i i wouldn't even remember that yeah like 
but no, he's been, I mean, he's been around since, I mean, like full metal jacket, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. he was just, you know, he was young, but the way he played Fisk too, is just like, it, it's such a complex character and he does it so well. Cause he can go from like, like the, he has so much emotional baggage too. And you can right. see like, you know, he, he really cares about certain people and he's actually like kind of he gets sad at times you know and he's like yeah and he feels bad about certain things and everything but then he can just turn around and and just absolutely like smash a guy's head in the car you know like yeah he's, you know he's like this perfect like blend of just this complexity of emotions you know and, right. and, and you know and i and i think i think i really liked that they cast him in that yeah role. no I, I think they did a really good job of him being you know a lot of these like uh mcu things the the bad guys the villains are kind of this one and done uh you know character that you don't really ever get too involved in but he definitely had a lot more layers and he definitely for being for being just a man it's somebody that like you believe could be feared and could be doing all this like terrible stuff you know oh yeah well because he i mean for one, I mean, he's already got the, the physical just right. appearance, you know, I mean, he's already a big man and he's, and he's savage is the yeah. other thing. I mean, right. you know, he's just like, he has no issues just like beating someone to a pulp, you know, like yeah. that, 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 that's no problem for him, but he's also just powerful and knows how to run things and knows what moves to make and how to scare people you know yeah. and, and and so no i i think he does really well yeah so we're two episodes into six episode series one third of the way is there anything specifically you think is is to come like what 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 are you going to want to see out of these next four episodes well i mean i think it's hard like i to like pick like i don't know if like in episode three, I'd want to see uh, if this is going to be in, like, is he revealed or what? But I mean, I think most importantly, I, you know, obviously I want to see what this watch does. It's got to yeah. be something very important. And I, and I want to see exactly who wants it. Is it Echo? Is right. it that she's working for Fisk and it's Fisk that wants it? And it's something to do with Stark Tower. Right. How does Eleanor uh, fit into everything? And then that's my other thing is like, I want to see Eleanor's backstory and, and when is dad showing back up? Exactly. But, and also you've got to think um, wh what happened was it the events of the attack on New York city that made her security company huge or what? Cause at, at the, right. you know, in 2012, they were like going broke. It sounds right. like. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know? And then, or was there a life insurance plan on the husband? Right. Was there, uh, I mean, did they somehow get a hold of some alien tech? Because that also has been shown in, in, in previous movies, you know, right. like tech being sold. and Right, you like Spider-Man Homecoming. Exactly. You know, so you know there's people out there that got their hands on. I mean, there was so much rubble, like, right. you know, people got in there and at least got something. And so where like from 2012 to now how you know what happened for her to build back up so big you yeah. know and, and and to me i think it was something shady yeah. like it, it has you know and, and and yeah i don't trust her for a second i i think 
she's very intelligent and there's no way that she like there's just no way that that she's so naive to the person she's supposedly gonna marry you know like in that he's this terrible person and she's just somehow not seen you know like i think she's she's manipulating everyone and yeah and playing different angles is what i think yeah definitely and then the the only other thing is i'm i'm fairly certain this has been confirmed but we know that yelena from black widow is supposed to make an appearance at some point so if you watch the after credit scene in black widow Mm -hmm. we see julia louis dreyfus showing yelena this is the person that killed natasha which is you know definitely her kind of gaslighting her you know yelena but um but yeah so she's supposed to appear at some point i don't know if she's going to have an actual like arc or if it's going to be one scene or if it's going to be an after credit scene and in something but that's something i look forward to because she was a cool character yeah i think no matter what she has to be in the show because like why would they have that post-credit scene if right is that it you know what i mean like she's not going to come after haka but i also think that even if she does come after him initially just out of like anger and well yeah i mean mean, the other emotions like it'll take one sentence to clear up the whole mess of no it was actually nat that sacrificed herself you know clint didn't kill her well yeah because obviously like the world wasn't watching where you know i mean in that scene those were the only two that would have known exactly what happened you know and 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 I, I mean, even going back to that, I don't want to get too much on that, but like, I love how they filmed that scene in the Avengers. Right. You, you know, cause I mean, they were both desperately trying to sacrifice themselves. Right. And I the think other everybody one. was de- desperate for Clint to win that, but. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and the thing is, is like now Elena comes on and, you know, she has all these emotions and hatred, like, and she just reunited with her. I know it's not her biological sister, but it's the right. only sister she's ever known. Sure, yeah. You know, she's going to want to go after him, but but she's also going to realize once Clint explains things and knows, like, I mean, I mean, Natasha was closer to Clint than anyone, right? you know? And, and I mean, he would have never done anything to put her in any kind of danger. And right. so I, I don't know how that scene, scenes, like you said, is she going to be in here more? Is it going to be kind of a one episode but i i don't know how it's gonna exactly get filmed but i mean you would think that maybe initially she's gonna come after him just based on julie lewis dreyfus bullshit you know like you know and uh and then he's gonna it's gonna get cleared up and maybe even she ends up teaming up with him and kate who knows yeah right like but um but yeah, yeah she's definitely got to make an appearance i mean i yeah they don't they don't marvel doesn't put in these post credit right. scenes you know and then not follow up they're always it. setting up the next thing so yeah it, so yeah like, I, I mean, i'm i'm excited for the next four episodes yeah and i i i'm actually just kind of bummed that it's only six i right i i hadn't looked before uh you know originally i just assumed it was like eight episodes you know yeah, like no it was but they did the same thing with loki and falcon and winter soldier so six episodes so i mean really it's it's a long movie but uh, you know i'll take that all day you know i love character development so if you're gonna give me six hours instead of two and a half hours i'm for it well yeah i mean definitely i <laughs> i'm excited that it's at least over but i was like even like and it's just probably me being greedy i'm like i sure. want two more i want eight right. episodes but yeah but but, I, but then again too when you're setting up something like that i mean maybe they just you, you, it, it it could be 
difficult to have two more hours of of story you know right. and, yeah. you know and and i know these shows can't be cheap to develop no, and that's that's probably you the know. big thing you know is they're i'm sure they're spending 200 million dollars on this series so you know that that only get you so far because you know the effects the fights like everything was top notch you know like the these couple like shows disney plus has released like these are theater quality you know um shows so they're they're sparing no expense that's for sure yeah because it's like you know on network tv a lot of times you'll watch some of these action scenes and stuff and obviously they're cut down a little bit and they don't have the same kind of special effects like it you know you can tell the budget isn't there and then on top of it it's like you've got a few very big name celebrities on the show you know that you know are being paid handsomely (laughs) so uh so yeah no it definitely can't be cheap to produce them but but i guess what we got a month until it ends because because it's only gonna be one one episode a week now right right yeah so every every wednesday there'll be a new episode so for the next four weeks which like i said is leading us up pretty much right to spider-man no way home so there's plenty of marvel on the horizon at least yeah and you know i'm excited to to discuss spider-man i mean it, it i think it'll be cool to you know we'll be able to discuss all of hawkeye almost yeah lean right up to spider-man and and spider-man i mean i think that's going to be a lot to dissect obviously because, oh yeah I mean, this I mean, is going to be our biggest thing in years so <laughs> like like i know that like we don't totally know what's going on but i mean the amount of characters that are coming back in the multiverse and like i mean there's just going to be so many things to discuss and we'll see yeah. how you're right. Maybe Hawkeye, there's certain things that tie into that. Yeah. And that's why they, well, I mean, to- I think one thing that this series is definitely going to do is going to get us to the point where Hawkeye is Kate Bishop in our eyes. Now, you know, this is Clint passing on the mantle. You know, I don't know in the future how much more, you know, Jeremy Renner is going to be involved, but in all these Disney plus shows, they've been setting up, kind of the young avengers and kate bishop's obviously a big part of that so i think we're going to get to a point where going forward hawkeye is going to be kate no and i agree because it you know he's going to recognize her skill and like the relationship that they're developing he's going to realize what kind of person that she is and you know like who she and that she's not just someone that'll back down from a fight or turn her back on something like i mean you know like he wouldn't want to train or give advice to someone that he thought was a fraud or you know like or just like had skills but didn't what wasn't looking out for what was right for the world you know and exactly and and showing how he's aging and you know and the amount of things he's been through and him only being human apart you know among the avengers like there, you know there's only so long that he can do the thing like right now where the show's at like i you know he couldn't do a lot of the things that he was probably doing in 2012 oh, you course. know like you know as a just a human and it's like at this point it, it you know thor could still be thor or you know right the whole you know, but, but it's it, you know for him he's already looking for a way out and he like as far as like he wants to spend time with his family but at the same time he doesn't want to turn his back on you know anything bad that's going on in the world so right. like for for him if he he realizes and sees in kate someone that could 
take over that role, then I think he'll be okay with like, you know, yeah. passing the torch because, you know, he's seeing someone that could actually do good, you know. Is there any chance they kill him off? Or you think it's just he retires to his farm with his kids and just lives a happily quiet life? You know, I don't know if it's the the, the soft part in me that just wants to see him right off into the sunset, you know, with yeah. his family, you know, and Kate takes over. But also, I... I do think it would be maybe kind of a fuck you to the fans if they killed him off in circumstances like this. Yeah. After he'd survived everything and gotten his family back after the snap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I could see it happening. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I mean, we've seen some, some horrible deaths that nobody right. wanted to see, you know, and, but I, I see it being more set up as, him being okay with Kate and passing the torch and going and actually living the rest of his life out with his family. Yeah. You know, he's, he's done more than he's, he would ever right. need to do. He's you earned know, his like, retirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, you can't say like, man, you still owe a little time. Like, right. I mean, it was, just, it was just like Steve at the end of end game, you know, it's like, he's earned his chance to, to just live a life. You know, he put in the work. It's, it's his time now. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he started back, you know, in the early hundreds. Right. It's like, you know, he he's done his thing, and yeah, he fought in the Thanos War, and you know, it's like essentially anyone that fought in the Thanos War like earned their retirement. Exactly. But, like, but but like for him, only being human too, it's like, God, he's done more than than anyone would ever need to do. It, he does deserve to be able to ride off in the sunset and 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 be with his family, you know, yeah. and yep. and it's just been hard for him completely because he you know when he sees things like the ronin suit come out so like he he can't turn his back on it. but if he has someone a protege like kate or something that he trusts is gonna be there to do the right thing and have the ability to i think he can walk away yep i agree so, any, so. anything else no i i mean i think I, I mean, it was a lot to cover because it was two episodes this yeah. week, but, but no, I think we covered, you know, everything that I really wanted to talk about. I don't know if you have anything else. No, I, I think that about covers it. So I'm excited. Next Wednesday, we have episode three and we'll be back with everybody to record another episode um, later next week. Um, in the meantime, if you have any comments or anybody wants to send us some of their theories or tell us we're idiots, you can go ahead and send an email to us at screengeekspod at gmail.com. And until next week, we'll see you on the, the screen. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.